The Gillette Cavalcade of Sports is on the air. on the Gillette Cavalcade of Sports. In addition to the World Series, Gillette airs sports events the year-round, including the Rose Bowl game, Blue-Gray game, Kentucky Derby, All-Star Baseball game, and the best in boxing every Friday night to thank you for using its products. This broadcast is authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. And any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the commissioner is prohibited. Attention now, as we approach the opening of this 56 World Series, the climax of one of the most exciting baseball seasons in history. The Brooklyn Dodgers, champions of the National League, and the New York Yankees, pennant winners of the American League, are poised and ready to go, awaiting that first big pitch. The Dodgers and the Yankees, old World Series rivals, loaded with famous old pros battling for the World Championship just as they did a year ago. Last October, the Brooks emerged with a title in seven games, the first Dodger team to win the series after seven previous attempts. And now the proud Yankees are out to reclaim the honor as standard bearers of the American League. The hour approaches and baseball fans the world over have their attention focused on this scene here at Ebbets Field. Over 30,000 people are jammed into the home of the Dodgers, and among those already present for the grand opening is President Dwight D. Eisenhower. President Eisenhower, who's been known to take a day off from his White House duties to see a ball game at Griffith Stadium in Washington, has made the trip up to Brooklyn to take in this spectacle. He's the first chief executive to see a World Series game since 1936, when the late President Franklin D. Roosevelt saw the third game of the series between the New York Giants and the Yankees at the Polo Grounds. We've already had the pregame ceremonies down on the field. This will be the president's first look at the Dodgers, although he saw the Yankees play twice in Washington this season and win both times, incidentally. The presidential car earlier came through the center field gate. The band played Hail to the Chief until the uh, president finally uh, left the car near home plate. And the president was met behind home plate by Commissioner Ford Frick, Walter O'Malley, Warren Giles, William Harridge, Borough President John Cashmore, and the rival managers Casey Stengel and Walter Austin. And the players were then introduced to the president. They formed lines. The Dodgers formed a line on the first baseline, the Yankees on the third baseline, both facing toward the uh, stands. And manager Austin introduced the Dodgers and manager Stengel the Yankees as they passed by the president. First the Dodgers went by, then the Yankees, and the umpires followed. They were introduced also. After that, Tex Rickett announced the playing of the national anthem by the 14th Regiment Band, Everett McCooey Syatt. The players were facing the flag in center field. The Marine Color Guard raised the flag, and after the anthem, Roy Cappanella took a spot 
just over behind the photographers who were en masse off to our uh, right side here is President Eisenhower, wearing a brown suit this afternoon, got set to throw out the first ball. He held the ball for a few minutes, waiting until the photographers got their shots. He threw it out, and then a second uh, pitch was made, and all the photographers seem to be satisfied now. They had taken their pictures of this headline event. So that is the story of events which have already transpired down below us on the field. The president is now off just to the side of the dugout to our right with the presidential party, and the fans are eagerly awaiting the start of play this afternoon. And just as playing before the nation's first citizen is old hat to the Yankees, so is playing in the World Series, because this will mark the 22nd time that a Yankee team has carried the American League's banner on the October Classic. Sixteen times the Yankees have won the series, only five times have they lost. The Yankee manager, Casey Stengel, this will be his seventh World Series at the helm of the Yankees. Only three managers in the long annals of the game can claim more series appearances. John McGraw of the Giants and Joe McCarthy of the Cubs and Yankees made it nine times each. Connie Mack of the A's made it eight times. Only one manager, Joe McCarthy, piloted more World Series championship teams than Stengel. Joe winning seven and Casey five. But his marvelous record notwithstanding, old Chase is more than a proper respect for his rival manager, Walter Smokey Austin. It was three seasons ago that Austin was appointed manager of the Dodgers, among his credentials being pants with Brooklyn Farms at St. Paul and Montreal. And Walter has kept up his winning ways here in Brooklyn in three seasons with the Brooks. He's guided them to second place in 1954 and to penance in 1955 and 1956. Now last year, Austin captured what had eluded all Dodger managers before him, the World Championship. As Stengel and Austin prepare to match managerial wish today, the weather, warm, sunny, there are blue skies overhead, and there's a breeze right now which is coming across from left toward right, toward the right field corner. The rival pitchers have already started their warm-up, Sal Magley and Whitey Ford. For New York, it's Ford, the left-handed ace, and for Brooklyn, that incredible comeback guy, Sal LaBarba Magley. Ford is a veteran campaigner at 28, he won 19 games and lost six during the American League season. He's a cool competitor with a wealth of World Series experience. He's appeared in three previous classics, working in five games, winning three and losing one. That one defeat, incidentally, was administered right here in Brooklyn. In the Yankees' postseason setback a year ago, Ford toiled brilliantly, pitching two of his team's three victories. For Magley, this starting assignment makes the climax of a storyback comeback. For the New York Giants and the Cleveland Indians in the past season and a half, Sal seemed to have lost the touch. But at the age of 39 in Brooklyn, life begins anew for Sal Magley. He had a tremendous year, just when he needed him the most. And on the most tired of all National League pennant races, Sal lifted the Dodgers to the top over the Milwaukee Braves and the Cincinnati Redlegs. Old man Magley won 13 games and lost five, and he gave the Dodgers the big clutch victories in the closing days of this tension-packed 1956 campaign. This will be Magley's third appearance in a World Series. On the two other occasions, he wore the uniform of the Giants. He was a loser to the Yankees in the 1951 Classic. And in the 1955 opener against Cleveland, he set up an extra-inning Giants victory with nine innings of excellent pitching. Well, I'm just about getting set to jot down those lineups, and I know you'll be interested in finding out uh, who'll be in the ballgame, so I've whipped out and I'm all set to go, but... Hey, folks, I want to tell you about the great new Papermate Capri pen with the piggyback refill. You know, I can't take a chance with a pen that might stop writing or run out of ink. That's why I and the other fellows working this big game are using the new Papermate Capri. Man, the instant you touch this pen to paper, 
paper-made silver point takes off like a fastball. And that piggyback refill is sensational. You take the refill out of the pan and pull it apart, and you've actually got two silver points and two ink supplies. So if you should damage the point or run out of ink in one section, you just reverse the sections and you're all ready to write again. Yes, with this paper-made Capri, you get a built-in spare refill. So why don't you take my advice and get a new paper-made Capri with a piggyback refill. This will be the sixth World Series meeting between the Dodgers and the Yankees in the last ten years. Yankees having won four times in their so-called subway rivalry. Well, that subway is a little more expensive. When these two teams first met in 1941, the subway fare was a nickel, not up to 15 cents. They ran the call last year. The Dodgers lost the first two games, but still came back to win the first time that's happened in World Series history. And Pee Wee Reese, captain and shortstop of the Brooks, is the only player in uniform today who's played on all six of these series dating back to 1941. Other famous Dodgers who don't date back as far as the Pee Wee, but who are just as familiar to the postseason classic are Duke Snyder, who has hit more homers in World Series play than any other National League in history. Snyder's in center field. Jackie Robinson, who has been around the horn in the Brooklyn infield, he's holding fourth a third and seemingly responding better to pressure with each succeeding season. Long ball hitting Gil Hodges is at first. And Roy Campanella, the master potter of pitches, is behind the plate with Carl Ferrillo of the slingshot throwing arm and right. Not to mention 27-game winner Don Newcomb will get his pitching chance before this series progresses much further. On the Yankees' side of the ledger, they're well-equipped to meet experience with experience. Mickey Mantle, only 24, will be playing his fifth World Series. Mantle this year won the Triple Crown, the Major League batting, home run, and runs batted in championship. Yogi Berra, regarded as one of baseball's best clutch hitters, will be behind the bat. Billy Martin, the scrapping hero of many a series victory, will be gunning for Yankee revenge against the defending champs. And the irrepressible Hank Bauer, who hit more homers this season than ever before, will be in right. As to the physical conditions of the Dodgers and Yankees, they come up to the opener in real good shape. Mantle says he's ready to go after having aggravated a groin injury in Boston on September 22nd as he was running out of double. Since then, manager Stengo has rested Mickey except the pinch-hitting assignment as a precaution. Casey was doubtless remembering last year's sad experience when the injured Madeline Bauer saw only limited action in the series due to injuries. Elston Howard, who alternates with Enos Slaughter as the Yankee left fielder, had a strep infection in his throat last week, but he's okay now, too, and ready for action. Because of his 39 years and the frequency of the pressure assignments in the closing days of the National League race, there had been some concern about the physical condition of Sal Magley. Manager Austin, assured that Sal is okay, gave the nod to Magley as his first game starter. Exactly a week ago last night in Philadelphia, Magley was pitching a no-hitter against the Phillies, and again on Saturday, with only three full days rest, he came back to throttle the Pittsburgh Pirates 6-2. After the latter assignment, Magley noted some tenderness in his throwing arm, but says now that he's worked the tenderness out. So we're getting set for the big thrill of the starting of the World Series, and here's how they line up. Bauer in right field for the yard. Slaughter left field. Mantle center field. Vera catching. Gowron first base. Michelle at short. Martin at second. Perry at third and fourth pitching. Dodgers taking the field. For Brooklyn, Jim Gilliam at second base. Pee Wee Reese at short. Snyder in center field. Robinson at third base. Hodges at first base. Carl Ferrillo in right field. Roy Campanella doing the catching. Sandy Amos in left field. And Sal Magley the pitcher. And that's the way they'll go. 
And now we're just about set for the start of the World Series Classic, and it's my pleasure to bring to the microphone for the play-by-play description of the first half of the ball game, one of the nation's top sportscasters, Bob Neal. Thank you very much, Bob Wolf, and hello, everybody. We're really proud and happy to be here today representing the wonderful folks of the Gillette Safety Razor Company in the presentation of the World Series. There's a gay, festive crowd here today, all the way from the top of the President of the United States, and certainly you couldn't pick anybody on the bottom because the Brooklyn fans who have been loyal to their Dodgers are out here in force today. Everywhere, every seat is taken. Standing room is six and seven deep. There's a breeze today blowing from left to right field. And that breeze may be a big factor because here in Ebbets Field, the right field foul line is 297 feet. There's a high fence of 40 feet. And then it breaks away to 376 in right center. In left center field, it's 393 feet. And in left field, right down the line, it's 348. So Hank Barr, the big, strong, right-handed, hard-throwing outfielder for the New York Yankees, who on the season hit 241, in World Series competition has hit 202, is ready to step in. Out there on the mound, watching as Sal Magley finishes his warm-up tosses, Jackie Robinson, the third baseman, Pee Wee Reese, the captain of the Dodgers, and the shortstop, and Gil Hodges moves over. So Roy Campanello will do the catching. And defensively, the Dodgers will have Sandy Amaris in left field, Duke Snyder in center, Carl Frohl in right, Robinson at third, Pee Wee Reese at short, Junior Gilliam at second base, and Gil Hodges at first, with Salvatore Magley, who won 13 while losing five in the regular season, pitched a no-hit game. Ready here today to try and win his first World Series game. And as we're just about set to go, we pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for all America. Two balls, two strikes. He looks in very carefully. 
has his sign into the windup and the pitch on the way. A curveball hit down the third base side. Robinson's got it, fires over to Hodges, one out. Jackie Robinson moved in two steps. Got that ball and fired it over to Gil Hodges at first, and the Yankees have one out. Nina Slaughter, left-hand batter, who currently, at the end of the current season, hit 289, and in World Series competition has hit 295, is in there. Left-hand batter. Pitch coming to Enos, a fastball low outside, ball one. Slaughter has been in two World Series appearances with the St. Louis Cardinals. In 12 games, hit 295. Enos wears number 17, bats on the left side. Halfway deep in the batter's box, a pitch by Maglia, fastball inside. So the count to Slaughter, two balls. One out in the top of the first inning, the Yankees batting, first game of the World Series. And a bright, beautiful day. The sun shining over Ebbets Field in the borough of Brooklyn. The outfield pulls a few steps to the right. Now with Duke Snyder in right center field, a pitch to Slaughter. Curve on the inside corner, just above the knees. Strike call, two balls, one strike. Umpire Babe Pinelli calling the balls and strikes. Hank Sauer of the American League at first base. Dusty Bargess of the National League at second, and Larry Knapp of the American League at third. Leaning in for a sign, Sal Magley, the 2-1 pitch. A curve inside, ball three. Three balls, one strike. So the barber goes back on the back of the mound, takes a look around to see where everybody's playing. Sal, in the 1951 World Series, started one game, worked five innings, gave up eight hits. The pitch, there's a ground ball to the right side. Hodges backs up on it, the ball bounces off his glove on a short pass. He does not make a throw, and on it first is Enos Slaughter. It was a sharply hit bouncing ball on the second base side of first, and Gil Hodges backed up for it, and it is a base hit for Enos Slaughter. So the first hit of the ball game goes to the veteran country slaughter, who sharply bounds to the first baseman. And Hodges, trying to handle a very difficult chance, had to move back to his right, and the ball took a bad hop. So the first hit of the series goes to Enos Slaughter. And in there now is Mickey Mantle, the triple batting champion of the American League. Stands deep in the left-hand batter's box. The pitch coming, a strike call. Let up curveball over the outside corner. Mickey on the regular season hit 353. In the series, he has hit 265. The outfield pull to the right with Duke Snyder deep in right center field. Carl Fellow back near the wall in right field. Hodges holds against Slaughter at first base. The check of the run. Pitch coming. There's a drive. That's going to go over the wall for a home run. Outside for a ball. 
Jackie Robinson in close on the edge of the infield grass at third base with this left-hand batter up there. Yogi with his feet close together stands fairly deep in the batter's box. The pitch coming, a curve, strike call, one-on-one. The fans are still buzzing over that shot hit by Mickey Mantle to put the Yankees ahead two to nothing. Magley peers in to Roy Campanella. Here's the pitch coming to Barra outside a fastball. Two balls, one strike. The Yankees are leading two runs on two hits. Enos Slaughter's ground ball to the right side of the infield. And Mickey Mantle's big home run. Magley's ready to work, and the 2-1 pitch is a let-up curve that Barra swings and misses. Strike two. Coaching at third base for the Yankees, Frankie Corsetti. And this is his 16th World Series. Bill Dickey coaching over at first, also making his 16th appearance in a World Series endeavor. The 2-2 delivery, swung on, and foul tip. Dropped by Roy Campanella, and the count remains 2-2. Two and two. Sal Magley working out there very cautiously, slightly stunned by the big blow. But this is only the top of the first inning. The 2-2 delivery. Curveball hit out in the opposite field, and it is going foul in the box seats out there. Yogi tried to slice one just inside that line, and with Sandy Amherst pumping over there, it looked like the final game of the 1955 World Series. When Amherst went over into the stands and snared one, to put an end to the hopes of the Yankees. So it's two balls, two strikes, one out. Sal Magley ready to work, and the 2-2 delivery comes to Barra, swings on it and fouls it off, going over near the presidential box. Gentleman assigned over there with a glove. Clears that one, and the count remains two and two. The American League uh, representatives are all sitting on the third base side here at Ebbets Field, the National League representatives on the first base side, which is right next to the Dodger dugout. Here's the 2-2 delivery to Barra outside ball three. So it's three balls, two strikes. With one out, nobody on, and the Yankees leading two to nothing. Top half of the first inning. Roy Campanella moves out in front of the plate, shouts something out to Sal Magley. The barber, wearing number 35, moves back to the edge of the mound, rubs the ball up. Jackie Robinson shouting encouragement into him from his third base position. Robinson shade over near the shortstop spot. Here's the pitch. Outside ball four. So the first walk goes to Yogi Berra. The Yankees have their catcher, Yogi Berra, on at first base. And the batter is Bill Scourin. Bill, in the regular season, hit 308. In series competition, he has hit 333. And for young Mr. Scourin, he was in the 55 series. And this will be his second. He's known as the Moose. He's a big, strong, strapping young man. And he wears number 14. Feet fairly close together. He's halfway deep in the right-hand batter's box. The outfield playing him straight away. Barra leads away. Hodges holds against him. The pitch coming. A curveball. A beauty for a strike. The Dodgers have Don Besson working in their bullpen. So Sal Magley in trouble here in the top half of the first inning. 
Checks his runner at first base. Yogi Berra leads away two steps. The pitch coming. Swung on and foul. Coming back near the screen and moving back to Scampanelli. Can't get us out of play. So it's two-strike count now to Big Bill Scowlin standing in there. Gil McDougal is on deck for the Yankees. The sun shining beautifully. And an ideal day for the opening game of the 1956 World Series. The check of the run of the two-strike pitch. A curveball fouled off. The throwing hand of Roy Campanella, who wipes the ball off and shoots it back out there to Sal Magley. Sal, in some of the stories that have been written, has been referred to as the Rookie of the Year. The pitch coming now, fastball inside, one ball, two strikes. So Sal, who usually has a very fine control, from whence came the nickname, the Surveyor, is having a little trouble. He's trying to keep that ball moving around. Sal very rarely delivers a pitch in the same spot to the same batter. He's outside, he's inside, he's up, he's down. Yogi Berra leads away. Here's the one-two delivery to Scourin. He swings, misses, strike three. So Scourin goes after a big breaking curveball, a fine delivery by Sal Magley, and there's two out here in the top of the first inning. Gil McDougal is up there now. McDougal in the regular season of the American League batted 311. In World Series competition, he has batted 222. This is Gill's fifth World Series. Surprisingly enough, Gill has had five home runs with 15 RBIs. Magley was ready to deliver. Time was called by umpire Babe Finale. McDiggle is trying to get a good foothold. He's ready to go now. With the outfield straight away, Robinson backed up a few steps at third. Yogi Barra leads away. The throw over and back safely. Don Besson continues to fire in the Dodger bullpen. Pitch coming. Strike call. Fastball. Across the letters. Magley taking the glove off. Looks in. Sal leans on his left knee. Checks Yogi Barrow over at first base. Yogi leads away two steps. The pitch coming. Swings on a curve. Misses strike two. So the barber uh, seems to be getting his curveball snapping in there. He broke off a beauty. Same pitch that Bill Scourin struck out on. Magley has one strikeout. He has given out two hits, one walk, and Yogi Berra's on at first. Magley ready once again. Checks Berra at first. Here's the two-strike delivery. A curveball, strike three. So Gil McDougall strikes out to end the inning for the Yankees. But New York gets two runs on two hits. There were no errors. One man left on. And at the end of the first half inning, the score, New York Yankees two, and the Brooklyn Dodgers nothing. And right now, to help you enjoy the game more, baseball's official encyclopedia, the big comprehensive $5.95 standard authority, is available in a vest pocket edition. It contains the cream of the big book, and it's free with purchase of the Gillette Razor. This 320-page digest is crammed with baseball history and highlights, current players, their nicknames, birth dates, lifetime records, how they bat and throw, World Series and All-Star Game results, the Hall of Fame, diagrams and seating plans of all major league parks, and much, much more. 
you get this valuable book attached to and free with the Gillette Super Speed Razor that gives you superb shaves, clean, refreshing shaves. A store near you has the World Series Special, Gillette Super Speed Razor, Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser Travel Case, and Official Encyclopedia of Baseball, all for just $1, regular price of the razor alone. In the last half of the first inning, the Brooklyn Dodgers now will have their turn. They will go against Whitey Ford. Ford has made five series starts, one against Philadelphia in 1950, two against the Dodgers in 1953, two against the Dodgers in 1955. He defeated the Phillies, had one loss, one no decision against the Dodgers in 53. He beat the Dodgers twice in 55, one complete game, so that his overall series record is 3-1, 2-1 versus Brooklyn. So Whitey Ford, the man with the tantalizing curveball, is out there looking into Jim Gilliam, the switch hitter batting from the right side. Junior wearing number 19, the pitch coming, fastball inside, ball one. Gilliam on the regular season hit 300. In World Series competition, he has hit 294. Whitey Ford rocks into motion, the left hand comes around. There's a swing and a ground ball to the left side. Gil McDougal, the shortstop, has it, fires over to first and he's out. So, McDougal throws out Gilliam, and like the Yankee half of the first inning, the first man bounces out. Pee Reese moves in there, the Dodger captain and shortstop. Pee Wee in the regular season hit 257. In the World Series, he has hit 282. He's a right-hand batter. Ford's ready, winds, delivers, curves, strike. Whitey has many speeds on his curveball, and he also has a screwball, which is a pitch from a left-handed pitcher that breaks away from a right-handed batter. Sort of a reverse curve. Outfield straight away, Reese waits. Ford delivers as a fastball inside. One ball, one strike. On deck for the Dodgers, Duke Snyder. The Duke waving three bats. And he carries in close to third. The pitch coming. There's a swing and a liner out in the right field. Moving over to his left is Hank Bauer. And he reaches up in the air and he spares it. He runs into the wall, but he hangs out of the ball. Dave Reese tried to slap one out in the right field. And Bauer came charging over near the foul line. Grabbed the ball, rang it right into the flagpole, but hung on. So there's two outs. And Whitey Ford, in rather quick fashion, has disposed of the first two Dodgers to face him. Duke Snyder in there. The Duke hit 292 in the regular season. But the National League in home runs. Looks at a fastball over the inside corner for a strike. Duke with 43 home runs. Has nine home runs and 20 RBIs in World Series competition. Ford delivers a curveball, swung on, a slow tap of the right side, coming in his car, and he tosses over to Ford, coming his out. Nice play by Waddy Ford, who charged over to cover first base as Bill Scourin took the top roller off the bat of Duke Snyder. So in the last half of the first inning, the Dodgers go down in one, two, three order. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. And at the end of the first inning, the score is the New York Yankees two, the Brooklyn Dodgers nothing. It's piggyback, Jack. Piggyback, Jack. Get paper mates built in spell. Refill. Old paper mate has a new pen. There's none to compare. With the piggyback refill. 
You've always With two points. Two extra points. If you're student, policeman, or clerk, you can be sure with a paper mate. You'll always finish your work. No more aggravation. You won't tear out your hair. See the demonstration of the piggyback's better. Paper makes a dollar ninety-five. It's the most. It's the end. Five paper mates. You say it's great when you write with the paper mate pen. It's piggyback, Jack. Piggyback, Jill. Get paper mates built in refill. And don't forget the amazing piggyback refill. It's all paper mate pens. Now Magley is ready now to face the number seven batter in the Yankee lineup today, Billy Martin. Billy, who has been a very important part of the Yankee drive this year, the American League pennant, steps in there, wears number one. I feel straight away for him on the Brooklyn side. The pitch coming, curve, strike call. Sal has a very sharp breaking curve. It Hopped right over there. Billy took a look at it, and it was a strike. Ready is Magley, the one-strike delivery. Swung on, he pops one back of the plate. Coming back is Roy Cavanaugh, right down below us, and he's got it for the out. So Billy Martin fouls out to Roy Campanella. There's one out for the Yankees in the top of the second inning. The score, New York Yankees 2, the Brooklyn Dodgers nothing. In the event you've joined us late, in the first inning for New York, Enos Slaughter, after one out, single... Mickey Mantle stepped up and hit one over the wall in right field for a home run. The batter now, Andy Carey. Third baseman takes a look at a fastball strike call. Sal Magley had a rather shaky first inning. But after giving up the home run to Mantle and walking Barra, he then struck out Scowron and McDougal. Curveball, it breaks just outside for a ball. One ball, one strike. Jackie Robinson at third base, two steps off the edge of the infield grass. The pitch coming as a curve, he swings and misses. Strike two, one ball, two strikes. So Andy Carey, who does certainly not believe that the curveball is an optical illusion, steps out to get a little dirt. That ball really danced low and outside away from him. Outfield straight away, wind blowing out towards right field. Beautiful, sunshiny day. Pitch coming. Curve, checks his swing, breaks over the outside corner for a strike. So Andy Carey becomes strikeout victim, number three for Sal Magley. And with two out in the top of the second inning, it brings up the pitcher of the Yankees, Whitey Ford. Whitey is a pretty good woodsman. That says he throws from the left side. The outfield plays him almost straight away. Snyder now shading him two steps over in right center. In close at third is Robinson. The pitch is strike call. Full curveball. That popped right over the side of the plate. It started outside. Yankees have two runs and two hits. The pitch coming now to Whitey Ford. A fastball. It's a little long inside. One ball, one strike. Carl Frollo, rather shallow in right field. Duke Snyder, two steps over in right center. And in left field is Sandy Ambrose. Coming up for the Dodgers in the last half of the second inning will be Robinson, Hodges, and Frollo. Whitey Ford fouls one off and it's one ball, two strikes. 
with two out here in the top of the second inning. Yankees two, the Brooklyn Dodgers nothing. And the Brooklyn faithful are waiting rather quietly. Here's the pitch now. A curveball. He swings on it. He misses it. Strike three. So, Mangley coming up with a superb demonstration of that great curve of his. Strikes out two in the second inning. And in the top of the second for the Yankees, no runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. And at the end of one and a half innings of play, the score, New York Yankees two, the Brooklyn Dodgers nothing. Well, in the last of the second, it'll be Robinson, Hodges, and Furlow. Gills had strange series uh, in 1952. He was hitless in 21 times at bat, but boy, how he bounced back last year. You know, in a tape-recorded interview, we asked Gill a personal question, and here's his reply. Didn't take me long to learn that the only way to get a decent shave is with a Gillette blade and a Gillette razor. That's from Gil Hodges. It's an old story to you Gillette fans, but for the rest of you men, you just ought to experience the shaving speed and comfort you get with the Gillette Super Speed Razor that's precisely and scientifically designed to match your skin and beard. There are three types, light, regular, and heavy, with varying blade edge exposure, edge angle, and weight. One piece for convenience, instant blade changing and cleaning, and refreshing shaves that hit the very peak, clean and good-looking, are positively guaranteed. A dollar bill gets your Gillette Super Speed Razor complete with travel case, Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser, and listen to this, while the supply lasts, the best pocket official encyclopedia of baseball is included free. Whitey Ford delivers to Jackie Robinson, and the pitch is taken for a strike. Robinson, who stole home last year, hit 275 in the regular season, swings on this one, a ground ball foul down the first baseline. Jake Pittler moves over, but big Bill Scowron comes over to glove it. And the count is two strikes. Robinson, in series play, has hit 230. The Yankees are leading. Two to nothing. The Dodgers here at bat in the last half of the second inning. Jackie uh, has had a lot of World Series experience. 1947. Pitch coming in the dirt. And it's blocked by Yogi Berra. One ball, two strikes. 1947, Jackie played first base. 1949, second base. 52, second base. 1953, left field. And in 55, third base. So a new ball now goes out to Whitey Ford. That one being scuffed up when it broke down into the dirt. Count one ball, two strikes. Yell McDougal at shortstop playing deep. Andy Carey at third base, backed up and guarding the foul line. Deep in left field is Ina Slaughter. And in center field, Mickey Mantle. Wendy Ford looks into his catcher, Yogi Barra. Here's the 1 2 delivery coming to Jackie Robinson. Swings on it, where's the drive? Going deep in left field, right back for it. It's part of the ball, and it's out there for home run. Gil Hodges is up there now. 
Gill with the sure hand and the big bat. Pitch 265 in the regular season. The pitch coming. A curveball. High outside. Ball one. It's a two-to-one ball game. I feel straight away. Ford takes his big windup and the pitch coming. A curve. It's outside. Ball two. The Dodger fans hoping that they're sensing something about to happen. With the Dodgers able to push over one run. And with nobody out. Here's a pitch now to Hodges. A curveball for a strike. That is two balls, one strike to Gill. On deck is Carl Furlow. Hodges wearing the number 14. Right-hand batter stands deep. Chokes up about two inches from the end of the bat. Now slides his hands back down. A pitch from Ford. Full on has a drive in the center field. Coming on is Mickey Mantle. And he is still coming. He can't get it. was a fooler. It sounded and it looked like it started off like it was a drive going deep in the center field. After it passed about 20 feet beyond second base, it lost its uh, power and dropped in there. So Gil Hodges with a single is on at first. Nobody out. The score is New York Yankees 2, the Brooklyn Dodgers 1, and the batter is Carl Frillo. Frillo has... Uh, in World Series play, hit 273. Regular season hit 289. Outfield shaded around a few steps to the right. Pitch coming. Fastball outside. Ball one to Furlow. Billy Herman coaching at third base. Jake Fiddler, the veteran of the Dodger coaching staff at first. Bill Scowron holding against the runner. Hodges at first. Slaughter is back against the wall in left field. Ford checks his runner. Goes to first with his throw back safely. Whitey, during the regular American League season, picked off a number of runners. He has one of the best moves by a pitcher to first base. I just lead the way. A curveball snaps over for a strike. One ball, one strike. Nobody out. And a runner on at first. And the Dodgers have the potential tying run on at first. The hits are even. Two for the Yankees. Two for the Dodgers. Each team has come up with one big home run. There's a curve low. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. There is no activity in the Yankee bullpen. Back in the first inning, when Tom Magley was having a little trouble, Don Besson went to work. Whitey Ford looks things over, standing out there on the top of the hill. He throws over again, casually to first, and back again is Gil Hodges. Carl Fellow waiting patiently. Ford checks Hodges. The pitch coming. Good ball. Full foul down the third baseline. That ball was only about a foot foul. And it was really pulled. So it's two balls, two strikes. With the runner on at first, Gil Hodges, who had moved all the way to second, now moving back. Fellow takes a flash down to third base coach Billy Herman. Yogi Barra takes a flash out to his pitcher after that whistler. Ford with a new ball. Takes his glove off, works it over. Now he's ready. Whitey Ford is pitching to Carl Furlow. 
Hodges again leads away. Gowan holds against the runner. Left side of the infield for the Yankees. Backed up the pitch coming. Curveball. Check swing. Ball three. Rollo is tempted. Checked his swing just in time. And it's now a full count. Three balls, two strikes. Nobody out. The last half of the second inning. The Dodgers are one run back of a tie with the Yankees leading two to one. The first game of the World Series. Breezers are blowing out in the direction of right field. Hodges leads away. There's a throwover back safely. Whitey Ford uh, reminding Hodges that he doesn't want him to move too far off. So Ford, again, takes his sign, takes his stretch, and checks him. Pitches. There's a curve. Right down to the left center field. That ball is all the way to the wall. Here's Hodges taking for third. Mantle bottles the ball for a moment. Carter recovers. He's taking the throw in. Here's Hodges coming to the plate. Field in. 
with Billy Martin one step off the edge of the infield grass. McDougal in close. The pitch to Sandy. A fastball inside. Too close. Ball one. The outfield shaded to the right. Deep in right field is Hank Maher. In right center field a few steps off the line is Mickey Mantle. In a slaughter in left center. The infield for the Yankees drawn in. Here's a pitch coming to Amos. He swings on a curve. He doesn't get it. One ball, one strike. Sandy, who's from Montanzas, Cuba, was in the 52 uh, World Series as a pinch runner, and in 55 played left field and center field. Pitch coming from Whitey Ford, a curve sweeping low and outside. Two balls, one strike. Last half of the second inning, the score tied at two runs. The Dodgers have three hits. Amaros had a home run in 55. He walked four times, struck out four times. Hit 333, had three RBIs. Whitey Ford looks over to Carl Fellow, who moves down the line. There's a throw there, and a throw. to sort of cut that ball through the infield. 
Ford looks in to Yogi Berra. Starts to work. Here's the one-two pitch to Magley. Swings, misses, strike three. So Eddie Ford gets out of the inning, but not before the Brooklyn Dodgers have tied it up. For Brooklyn, the second. Two runs on three hits. There were no errors. One man left on base. And at the end of two complete innings of play, the score, New York Yankees, two, and the Brooklyn Dodgers, two. Look sharp. Feel sharp. Be sharp, out there in the mound, and for the New York Yankees, the top of the order moves up with Hank Bauer, who in the first inning bounced out a third to first. Well, with both clubs loaded with the young men with the powerful biceps who can swing those big bats, a two-run lead at any time in a World Series game, especially between these two ball clubs, is uh, relatively insignificant because uh, one big swing of that bat can just change the score quickly, as evidenced by the first two innings of this game. The Yankees going ahead 2 to nothing, then the Dodgers getting back. There's Bauer in there. Magley's ready to pitch a curve. Strike call. Outfield for the Dodgers straight away with Sandy Amaros in left and Duke Snyder in center, and in right field is Carl Fuller. I think Bauer has asked umpire Babe Pinelli to look that ball over, and he has. No scuff marks. Back out it goes to Sal Magley. Sal from Niagara Falls, New York. Ready now with the one-strike delivery. It's over for strike two. Think Bauer moves back to take another look at that pitch. Roy Campanella down there. Ready now is Magley and the pitch coming to Bauer. Sidearm curveball. Just missed the outside corner for a ball. One ball, two strikes. Well, Hank Bauer is seeing what a great many National League batters saw for most of the 1956 season. Tremendous curveball. The one-two delivery. There's a foul going back in the sands. Moving back is Roy Campanella. Can't get to it. Out of play. One ball, two strikes. It's rather interesting to look on the two sides from our vantage point to the right, of course, the first base side, the National League side, and when the American League team representative, the Yankees are up, they're a little apprehensive. Pitch coming, curveball, foul out of play going over to the top of the roof, and the count remains one and two. And then when the Dodgers are at bat to watch the third base side or the American League side, Notice the apprehension that creeps into their faces as they realize that the Dodgers, with some of their big men, are moving up to take a swing. So the outfield straight away. Magley with a 1-2 count to Hank Bauer is ready to work. And the 1-2 delivery. Two ball outside. Ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Jackie Robinson at third base for the Dodgers. Moves back two steps further. He's about five steps off the edge of the outfield grass at third. 
Reese is deep at short. Gilliam deep at second. And Hodges shaded over about 10 feet off the foul line at first. The pitch. Bauer swings and he flips one on the left field. Coming on to Sandy Evers. Can't get to it. It's a base hit. Bauer did not try to overpower that ball. He just uh, met it and popped it out there in the left field. So it's a base hit and Bauer's on. That is hit number three and the hits are even. The Yankees have a home run by Mickey Mantle. A single by Slaughter. A single by Hank Barr. The Dodgers have a home run by Jackie Robinson, a single by Hodges, and a double by Frollo. The batter is in a slaughter. The pitch coming. Curve is inside and low. Ball one. Slaughter started the Yankee scoring going in the first inning when he singled off the glove of Gil Hodges at deep first base. Barr leads away the pitch to Slaughter. Low for a ball. Two and inning. Two balls account. All right, Campanella moving back of that plate, shouting out to Sal Magley. Jackie Robinson moves in a few steps on the edge of the infield grass to shout something in. And he's going to stay there, perhaps anticipating a bunt. The outfield shaded to the right. Here's a pitch to Slaughter. Swings and he lines one by the shortstop going out of the left field. It's the base hit. Oh, in a Slaughter. The veteran who is some 40 years young, at this moment, has two for two. That is hit number four off Sal Magley. And again, the call goes to the Brooklyn bullpen. Score tied at two runs. And the batter now is the bomber, Mickey Mantle. Mickey with a tremendous home run drive over the right field wall. His last time up, Don Besson again starts to go to work in the Dodger bullpen. Here's a pitch by Magley to Mickey Mantle, a strike call, a curveball that snapped over the inside corner. The Dodgers have Duke Snyder pulled way around in right center and deep, and Carl Fellow playing well back near the wall. Right side of the infield backed up, and Jackie Robinson one step off the edge of the infield grass at third base. He reshaded over near second. Hank Barr leads away from second. Ena Slaughter from first. Here's the pitch to Mantle. He checks his swing on a curveball over to strike two. Two strikes. The count to Mickey Mantle. Nobody out. In the top of the third inning, and the score tied at two runs. And the good folks of the Gillette Safety Razor Company sending this all along to you. And very pleased to. Magley's ready out there on the mound. Takes his stretch, takes his runners. The pitch to Mickey Mantle. All inside. Ball one. One ball, two strikes now. Mantle looking that ball over very carefully. Last year, if you recall, Mickey, hampered by full leg muscle, had to be used as a pinch hitter. Ready now as Magley checks the two runners. Here's the one-two pitch to Mickey Mantle inside. Ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Wind blowing out towards right field. Roy Campanella decides to go out and have a little chat with his pitcher, Sal Magley. Umpire Babe Pinelli, a veteran of many years in the National League, dusting off the plate. Tom Gorman of the National League is the umpire out along the left field foul line. And Ed Runge is out along the right field foul line. 
So Mantle now leans on the bat and waits. As umpire Pinelli takes a little examination of the ball, throws it back out. Everybody's set to go. Bauer leads away from second. Ina Slaughter leads away from first. There's nobody out. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Mantle. Swift and call. Yogi has not been up officially today in this game. He walked in the first inning. He died there as Cowan and McDougal both struck out. Bella will be followed by Cowan. So Mantle with a 3.53 average, Bella with a 2.98 average, Cowan with a 3.08, and McDougal with a 3.11. Means that the Yankees have four men in the lineup who are hitting 300 or better. All right, the check of the runners. The pitch coming to Barra. Swings and he cuts one up to the left side of the infield. And the infield fire roll is in effect. Jackie Robinson moves in near the mound. He squeezes it for the out. So Barra pops up to Jackie Robinson between third and the mound. And with two outs, Sal Magley is making a determined bid to get out of this jam. The Yankees have four hits. They have Barra second. And Slaughter on it first. And Bill Scowlin is the batter. Bill is last time up, struck out. Magley peers in, takes his stretch. The outfield playing straight away for Scowlin. Here's the pitch coming to Bill. He swings the ground ball left side. Robinson backs up for it, makes his throw to second. The force is on Slaughter. That is all for the Yankees for third inning. They're going five to four, third to second. And in the third inning for the New York Yankees, no run. So it should hold for the fans here. Yes, sir, those bomb-type creams are good, all right. And now Gillette has one of the best, foamy instant lather shaving cream. It's fast, convenient, and a sense to use. You touch the nozzle, and there's your lather. Rich, creamy, and holds a barrel of moisture. And for an important extra, foamy contains K34, a special antiseptic that destroys harmful bacteria on your face. You get about three months' supply of Gillette foamy for 79 cents. A nearby store has it. Just ask for Homey Instant Lather Shaving Cream. The last half of the third inning, it'll be Jim Gilliam for the Brooklyn Dodgers. And Sal Magley was given quite an ovation as he moved back to the safety of the Brooklyn Dodger dugout after having given up hits to the first two men to face in the third inning and then taking care of three very dangerous men. Gilliam bounced out short to first. Time uh, is being called for the moment by the umpire out down the right field line, Ed Rungi. There's apparently uh, something out there on the wall. Ed Rungi uh, moves in to talk to umpire Hank Sawyer. 
there's a de- asking for a determination now of uh, the ball hitting out there in uh, right field up on top of the railing with the flags, I believe, having uh, flipped over because of the wind. There may be a question of a ball hitting into the flag, and I, I believe that the interpretation has been made that it will be a ground rule double. Umpire Dave Pinelli called out manager Wall Alston and uh, the manager Casey Stengel of the Yankees. Ball that lands on top of the first section of the fence where the flags are will be a ground rule double. The pitch to Junior Gilliam by Whitey Ford is low and inside for a ball. Ford is ready, delivers, and it's a strike call. One ball, one strike. Gilliam, the switch hitter, batting from the right side, chokes up about three inches up on the handle of the bat, swings over a close stance with his left foot close to the plate. Ford's ready. The left arm comes around with a 1-1 delivery. Strike two call. Got a good fastball over the outside corner just above the knees. So it's one ball, two strikes. The Yankees have two runs on four hits. They have committed no errors. The Brooklyn Dodgers have two runs on three hits, and they play airless ball. Ford's ready. Rocks in motion. The 1-2 deal is one on foul. Count remains one and two. Ford uh, retired the first three men to face him in the first inning, but then in the second gave up a home run to Jackie Robinson, a single to Hodges, and a double by a throw, driving in Hodges with a tying run, but then Ford got Campanella, Amos, and Magley. He's ready. One-two deal is inside. Goes all the way back to the backstop. But with nobody on base, no harm is done other than the count goes to two and two. Two balls, two strikes. This is the last half of the third inning. Four tied at two runs. The outfield straight away. Deep and left is Enos Slaughter. Gil McDougal shaded over near second at shortstop. Here's the 2-2 delivery. Swung on, foul off. Got a piece of this one. So the count remains uh, two balls, two strikes to Jim Gilliam. Gilliam's back in there now. On deck for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Pee Wee Reese. Whitey Ford, the left-hander, trying to defy the belief that it is suicide for a left-hander to pitch here. There's a pop-up high to the left side of the infield. McDougal shading his eyes, charging in now as the wind carries. It takes it on the edge of the infield grass. McDougal had moved back out near the edge of the outfield grass and then suddenly came charging in, and he settled on it to grab it. So Gilliam pops out to the shortstop. Gil McDougal, one out. The Dodger captain, Pee Wee Reese, moves in. Pee Wee lined to Hank Bauer against the wall out in right field in the first inning. Ford is ready. Rocks delivers a curve inside for a ball. Whitey's ready. Deals a one-ball delivery, a strike call. He got a good slider in there for a 1-1 one, one count. One ball, one strike, one out. Duke Snyder on deck for the Dodgers. Knocking the dirt out of his pipes. Ford is ready to work and deals with a 1-1. One, one. It's low, outside, for ball two. Two balls and one strike. Whitey had a 19-6 and six record in the American League. Had the best one-loss percentage. Worked in 31 games in the American League season. Worked 226 innings, gave up 187 hits, 84 bases on balls, 139 strikeouts, and had two shutouts. 
So Edward is ready to go. The 2-1 pitch coming to Pee Wee Reese is outside ball three. Two balls, one strike. Reese now takes a flash down to Billy Herman, coaching at third. See what the pleasure of manager Walt Alston is, whether he is to take this pitch or whether he is to try and level it off. Well, we shall see. Yankee out here straight away. 3-1 delivery. Takes first strike. 3-2. And, well, a little colonel now is certainly on his own. Three balls, two strikes, one out. Last the third. Score Yankees two, the Dodgers two. The pitch. Payoff. Four-on. Line foul. Upstairs out in right field. Feely wears that number one on the back of his uniform. He has his own private office down there in the Dodger dressing room. It's a locker removed. Special honor for the captain. Feely's a pretty good bridge player. They'd like to put a bridge out there between the mound and right field. Here's the payoff pitch coming to him. Swings on this one. Now ball left side. McCoy will lose left. Makes a beautiful stop to throw. And he's safe. Yeah, McDougal went deep to his right. Back in the hole. And he backhanded that ball. And his throw is just a fraction of a second too late to get Pee Wee Reese. Who is serving with a base hit. Oh, that is hit number four, 44. It's three hits in the second inning, a single here by Reese. And Duke Snyder's up there now. The Duke rounded out. Bill Scarlin, the Whitey Ford, have covered first to make the final out of the first inning. Jim Turner, the Yankee pitching coach, moves out to make a motion to the bullpen. Reese leads the way. The pitch to Snyder. He swings on it for a fly ball to center field. Now playing very good. Coming out, he can't get to it. And Reese is held at second. Johnny Cooks continues to pump out in the Yankee bullpen. 
Casey Stengel and Jim Turner having a little chat up on the top step of the Yankee dugout. So Hodges moves in. Gill holding that bat right on the end. Wearing number 14. The outfield straight away. Slaughter deep and left. Reese leads away. The pitch coming inside. A curveball. Ball one. The Dodgers now have five hits off the offerings of Whitey Ford. The Yankees have four hits off Sal Magley. Each team with two hits in the last half of the third. Reese hit second. Duke Snyder on at first. Reese leads away. The pitch to Hodges is one on and foul. Yogi Berra trying to grab it quickly. Hit it with the back of his hand and pushed it off into foul territory. So we're going to have a little conference out there between Whitey Ford and Yogi Berra. And while we wait for Yogi and Whitey to finish their chat, let's pause. Ten seconds for station identification. This is Mutual Radio Network for all America. This is Bob Neal with Bob Wolf, and Gil Hodges moves in. The outfield straight away with Slaughter deep to the left. Two men on, two out. The 1 1 delivery. Swing on it. Official Encyclopedia of Baseball. 
a handy 320-page book that contains the cream of the standard authority, it's yours free with purchase of the Gillette Super Speed Razor at the regular price. You better pick up your copy tonight. Well, the fans uh, are buzzing a little because we've had some pretty big home runs. Gil Hodges with his big three-run blast. Jackie Robinson with his solo home run in the second. And, of course, Mickey Mantle with his big home run in the first inning. So the score is 5-2, to two, and we're ready to move into the top of the fourth inning. And uh, moving in there is Gil McDougal. McDougal has been a big man for the Yankees in the series. He has been second only to Billy Martin in the Department of Runs Batted In. He's had 15 RBIs to 16 for Billy Martin. So McDougal has struck out in the first inning, moves in there. And Sal Magley is ready to pitch in the fourth inning. The barber, who probably was not sure that he'd be around after the first, after he'd given up the single and a home run, is getting stronger. There's a curve over first strike. Sal Magley, with that good curveball and the different speeds, is ready now. The one-strike delivery, a fly ball hit deep into left center field. Ramos over, and he's got it for the out. So McDougal is out number one in the fourth inning for the New York Yankees with a fly ball to Sandy Ambrose in left center field. And the batter now, Billy Martin. Billy popped out to the catcher in the second inning. Brooklyn five, Yankees two, top of the fourth. Bagley's ready to pitch to Martin. Curveball swung on, hit deep in the left field. Ambrose going back, that ball may be in, and it is a home run. Continues. And that is run number three for the New York Yankees. It is hit number five off Sal Magley. It is the second home run pitch that Magley has delivered. The Dodgers also have had two home runs, but one was for three runs off the bat of Gil Hodges in the third inning. So it's a five to three ball game. And the batter now is Andy Carey. Andy, ball out on strikes, takes a curve high and outside for ball one. Andy has good power. Where's that number six? Jackie Robinson, two steps off the edge of the infield. Grass at third. Out to a straightaway. The pitch coming. A curveball for a strike. One and one. Beautiful curve. Started right at this right-hand batter and then snapped right over the plate. One ball, one strike. One out. Magley ready. Deals to one one. There's a swing and a pop-up out into short right field. Moving back out there, Junior Gilliam. Carl Frillo coming over. And Frillo calls him off, makes the catch. Throw is two out in the Yankee half of the fourth inning. Whitey Ford is two up. But I believe we're going to have a pinch hitter for Whitey. Wilson is going to do the batting for Whitey Ford. 
Wilson will bat for Wally Hoy. Wilson was acquired by the Yankees near the end of the season. Formerly in the giant chair. Stockley Bill, left-hand batter, feet close together. Pitch coming from Sal Magley for a strike. Wilson's looked at Mr. Magley before. The outfield is pulled around to the right with Duke Snyder way over in right center field. Carl Fellow deep in right field. A pitch by Magley. A fastball. Wilson almost falls down as he takes a vicious cut. He doesn't get it. Strike two. Two strikes, two out. Six hits for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Five hits for the Yankees. Dave Finelli is asked to look the ball over by Wilson, and he does, and he throws it back out. Wilson, a former teammate of Magley's. Here's a two-strike delivery. Swings and he fouls. Right Campanella circling back of the plate for that one, but it hits the ground first, so it's only two strikes. Magley goes back up there on the mound. Brooklyn leading by two runs, five to three. Bill Hodges, big three-run home run being the margin. Pitch a grab ball foul. One-hand grab by Frankie Frasetti. And Frankie gets a nice hand. Johnny Cook's uh, working in the bullpen. And with Whitey Ford. Out of the game now with Wilson batting for him. Cooks continues to pump. Magley's ready. Here's the two-strike pitch. Wilson looks at a fastball on outside. One ball, two strikes. Fans who have seen some rather big blasts so far today. Waiting rather quietly to see what Wilson's going to do to Magley. Or Magley to Wilson. One good delivery by Sal. Swing and a miss. Bang. And a throw down first base. Still goes for a strikeout. The ball was dropped by Campanella. He threw it out of first. And strikeout number six for Sal Magley. And the Yankees get one run. On one hit by Billy Martin, a home run. No errors. Nobody left on base. At the end of three and a half innings of play, the score Brooklyn Dodgers five and the New York Yankees three. Well, many people have said that Billy Martin is one of Casey Stengel's favorites, and I wonder what old Casey is saying to Billy about that big home run. Yes, sir. Casey's always good for a quote, no matter what the subject is. By the way, he hits it right on the button for me when he says, if you want to look sharp, you'd better shave with a Gillette razor. Have you tried today's razor, the light, regular, or heavy Gillette Super Speed? One has the precise blade edge exposure, edge angle, and weight for you. The light is for most younger men and for sensitive faces, the regular for average skin and beard, and the heavy for men who like greater heft, greater edge exposure, and more abrupt edge angle. Now it's your move. Gillette guarantees comforts you never had before. Shave so clean and refreshing, you wonder how long this has been going on. You want to see? Well, a store right near you has your Gillette Super Speed Razor with Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser and Travel Case, $1. And while they last, you get the best pocket official encyclopedia of baseball absolutely free. 
Roy Campanella will be the first member of the Brooklyn Dodgers to try his efforts against Johnny Cook, who is coming on here in the fourth inning. Whitey Ford worked three innings for the New York Yankees. He is charged with five runs and six hits. He did not walk about it. He struck out one, and that was Sal Magley. So Johnny Cook's here in the fourth inning. The outfield is playing straight away. Campanella off Whitey Ford in a fly ball in the right field. Cooks the big slender right-hander, side armor, outside with a curve, ball one. Johnny in uh, 55, worked for the Yankees in two games, pitched three innings, gave up four hits, two runs, two of them were earned. One strikeout, one base on ball. Next pitch, ball two. Cooks is from Stanhope, New Jersey, born in Hoboken. Here's the two-ball delivery. Campanella swings his curve in the right center field. It's going to be in there for extra bases. Ball bouncing off the wall out there. Here's Campanella taking it for second. Battle up with the ball. Throws it into the relay man, Billy Martin. The right Campanella takes Johnny Cooks with a double in the right center field. Moved up into Major League Baseball with relatively very little experience. Rick had one year, then came out of the service, and so impressed Roger Casey Stengel down in Florida a couple of years ago that Casey decided to give him a chance. Youngster has uh, proved to be a very big man for the especially in the past year. The matter is Sandy Amaros, who fly the centers last time, looked at a fastball for a strike. Wearing number 15, left-hand batter. Has a lot of power for a little fella. Flies one out into right center field with the base hit. Camano moving into the ball. Here's Campanella trying to play. And Camano bottles the ball for a moment and Campanella scores. Roger Wall Alston 
and Magley trying to bunt. The Yankees again are looking for a bunt with Kelly moving in at third. Scowlin ready to charge in at first. Here's the pitch coming. He bunts it along the first baseline. Down by Scowlin. Throws to second. The force there. Throw first. Double play. Fine play by Bill Scowlin, who scooped that ball up and threw a strikeout to Gil McDougall at second, and the throw to Billy Martin was perfect. And the play went three, six to four. So that's the first double play of the ball game. So with two out, nobody on, it brings up Jim Gilliam. The outfield for the Yankees are on the right. Here's the pitch coming to Jim. A ground ball to the right side. Goes up, down and right, down in the right field. It's a nice hit. Gilliam tries to make the turn, and he holds up. The New York Yankees three were in the last half of the fourth inning. The first game of the 1956 World Series. Gilliam again, two, three steps, leads away, throw over, back safely. Johnny Cook's trying to keep Gilliam very close. Reese and Gilliam join the regular season of a, a great hit and run or run and hit combination, whichever you prefer. There he goes, and the pitch is a curve, strike call, throw down, safe. who came on in relief for Boyne Four here in the fourth inning has been charged so far with one of the six runs scored by the Dodgers with two of the eight hits picked up by the Dodgers. Gilliam leads from second, a pitch to Reese, a curve, strike call. Catching the outside corner, Bell High. Dodge two balls, two strikes and two out. Johnny Cook's taking a little of the dirt from the mound. Rubbing it off his hands. Facing a very tough competitor. A little colonel. There's the stretch by Johnny. A check of the runner at second base. The pitch to Reese. A curveball way outside. Side arms. And it's three balls, two strikes. So it's a full count to Pee Wee Reese. 
That was almost a crossfire pitch where the pitcher steps towards third and then wheels that ball into a right-hand batter. It looks like it's coming out of the third base uh, dugout. Ready now, the check of the run. The payoff pitch to Reese. He takes the strike. That's all for the Dodgers in the fourth inning. First strikeout for Johnny Cook. And in the fourth inning for the Brooklyn Dodgers, one run on two hits. There was one New Yorker and one runner left on base. And at the end of four full innings of play, the score now leads Brooklyn six, the New York Yankees three. for the Dodgers has Sandy Avros in left, Duke Snyder in center, Carl Pro in right, Robinson at third, Reese at short, Gilliam at second, and Hodges at first. The pitch, curve, low in the dirt, ball one. Robinson, the third baseman for the Dodgers, playing about two steps off the edge of the infield grass and about five steps off the foul line. Reese is deep at short, Gilliam is shaded over near second. Magley's ready, deals, and it's a fastball strike call on the outside corner to Hank Bauer. One ball, one strike. Magley usually keeps that ball inside and tight. And then he'll break a curve low and outside. Deals with a 1-1, a curveball. Hit on and way out in the left field line. It's going to go out of play. Robinson over near the stands can't quite get to it. So Jackie Robinson and Pee Wee Reese had moved down halfway along the line in left field, but the wind did not bring it back in. Flags are blowing out in the direction of right field, but not enough height on that ball for the win to get it and bring it back into play. So Bauer has the life. One ball, two strikes. Dodgers lead, 6-3. Here's the pitch by Magley. Swung on, land out in the left center field with the base hit. Moving over for the Duke Snyder, and he scoops it up and fires it in a second. And Bauer, who made the turn at first, goes back. So Hank Bauer gets his second hit of the day. Hit number six off Tom Magley. And up now is Ina Slaughter, who has two for two. The Yankees got their first two men on in the third inning with nobody out, but then Magley got Mickey Mantle on a strike. Yogi Berra, pop, and Scowlin forced runner. Pitch to Ina Slaughter, strike call. Country, a veteran of many years in the baseball wars, looking just as fit as the youngster just coming out of high school. Tom Levine has gone to work in the Dodger bullpen. There's a swing and a pop-up, and moving over near the foul line is Jackie Robinson. He straddles the line, he takes it a fair ball, but it's popped out. So Slaughter pops to Jackie Robinson. And there's one out, one on. And the batter now is the swisher, Mickey Mantle. Tom Levine goes to work in the Dodger bullpen. Don Besson was out there earlier. The outfield pulls on to the right with Duke Snyder deep in right center. Carl Fuller moves back near the wall. Hank Bauer leads away. The pitch coming to Mantle. Good ball outside and low. Ball one. Mantle hit a two-run home run in the first inning. 
He was called on a strike from the third for strikeout number five. And then for Sam Agley, who picked up his sixth in the fourth inning. Bauer leads away. Hodges holds against him. The pitch to Mantle. Mickey looks at a curve inside for ball two. So Magley follows the pattern and the blueprint established by Sal for pitching. Low outside, high inside. Moving that ball around so that Mantle cannot get set. And Magley hopes will not get the big part of the bat on it. Ready once again as Magley checks the run at first. A two-ball pitch to Mantle. Takes a curve that's low for ball three. Three and nothing. And while the Dodgers are holding a three-run lead with a score Brooklyn six, New York three, the Dodger fans are getting a little uneasy. One out, one on. Bauer leads away. The three-nothing pitch to Mickey Mantle on its way. Takes it for a strike. Now Mantle looks down to Frankie Crosetti coaching a third. Hodges holds against Hank Bauer, who's right there tight. Now he leads away. The stretch by Magley, the check of the run of the pitch to Mantle. Ducks away from a curveball inside, ball four. So that is only the second walk given up by Sal Magley. And the Yankees have two men on, and here comes manager Wal Olson of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Out to have a chat with his pitcher. of the Dodgers is out to the mound and he's talking to Magley along with his catcher Roy Campanella. Magley was bothered with a little shoulder stiffness but said he was ready to pitch and the manager of the Dodgers may be asking him whether his shoulder has tightened up or whether he feels all right. Fiorees charges into the mound to ask Campanella something and Roy exchanges a little greeting with him. Alston is still out there, chatting with Magley. And Levine is still working in the bullpen. Carl Fellow playing catch with one of the bullpen participants out there, keeping his arm loose. Now umpire Babe Pinelli starts to move out to the mound to hustle up this conversation. And the manager of the Dodgers comes back. So Magley is still in there. With one out, and the Yankees with two men on, and the score is 6-3. The Brooklyn Dodgers leading. And the batter is Yogi, Yogi Berra, who is 0-1. He walked in the first inning. He popped to the third baseman, Jackie Robinson, in the third inning with two men on and one man out. Magley is ready. Checks his runners. Here's the pitch to Barra. Curve outside for ball one. Yogi Berra. With a 260 World Series batting average, a 298 during the regular season. The outfield pull of the right form, right side of the infield backed up. Mantle leads away, Bauer leads away. The pitch is swung on and he foul tips it for a strike. One and one. The bind continues to heat. Magley turns his back on Yogi Berra, rubbing that ball up. Bauer strolls away from second, and Mantle with a good lead away from first, and the Right side of the infield has the infielders playing back. They are ignoring the runners. Pitch to Barra. Swings and a ground ball to the right side. It's foul. And bouncing on by the box seats out there, one of the spectators sitting there reaches out and has himself a souvenir. So it's a one ball, two strike count. There the batter with Bill Scowan on deck. 
the barber trying to get out of this jam. He got out of one in the third inning. He was uh, nicked in the first inning. But then after settling down, after giving up two runs and a home run by Mantle, and after walking by, he got rid of Scourin and McDougal on strikeouts. Retired the side in order in the second. Mowen Slaughter tagged him for singles, consecutive singles in the third. Then he got Mantle on a strikeout, Durr in a pop-out, and Scourin on a fourth. In the fourth inning, after an out by McDougal, a home run by Martin, he again settled down. Yogi Bauer waits. The check of the runners, the pitch, and it's outside for ball two. Outside, two balls, two strikes. Spectators gasping. Umpire Babe Pinelli drawing a fine bead on those pitches. Babe gets right down and looks right over that strike zone very carefully. All right, we're ready once again. The runners lead away. The 2-2 delivery to Barra. Outside, ball three, a fastball. So it's a full count now to Yogi Barra. Three balls and two strikes with two men on. Top half of the fifth inning. Brooklyn Dodgers six, the New York Yankees three. Magley will go... To his stretch, and he looks back to second. The runners are moving. The pitch coming to Barra. He swings, and the fly ball is hit the left field. Sandiano drifts over to his left a few steps, and he's got it. Round number two. So Barra flies out to Sandy Amherst in left field. While we wait for the next batter, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for all America. This is Bob Neal with Bob Wolf in Ebbets Field in the first game of the World Series. And Bill Scowron is in there now with two men out and two men on. And Sal Magley, who's been able to squeeze out of a couple of jams, is trying to squeeze out of this one. Scowron wearing number 14 is 0 for 2, the pitch to him. He swings on a curve way outside for strike one. It's an amazing thing to watch this curveball of Sal Magley's Unless you actually see it, you don't believe it. That ball breaks way outside. Sandy Amrose deep in left, Snyder deep in center. Left side of the infield backed up. Bauer at second leads away. Mantle at first leads away. Magley checks them. Here's the one-strike deal. Way outside a fastball, one and one. Levine now just uh, casually throwing in the bullpen, just staying loose. Magley again turns his back to the batter. Bill Scowron moves back out there to rub that ball up. Runners lead away. Scowron, plenty strong, pumping that bat. The 1-1 delivery to him. Swung on, a fly ball, hit the left center field. Sandy Amherst moving in towards the center field bar. He's got it. No runs, one hit, no Brooklyn Airs, and two men left on, and the Yankees have now left five men on the bases. At the end of four and a half innings of play, the score, Brooklyn Dodgers six, and the New York Yankees three. It was interesting to watch Sal Magley there, pitching very carefully to Mickey Mantle, because he remembered that first inning. 
You know, Mickey didn't go for 60 this 60 this year, but well, only seven others have ever hit 50 or more. You know, this and a raft of interesting facts are right at your fingertips with the new Best Pocket Edition of the official Encyclopedia of Baseball. It's a handy condensation of the standard authority that regularly sells for $5.95, and it's yours free with purchase of the Gillette Razor. Now, here are Major League rosters, nicknames, lifetime records, how they bat and throw, the Hall of Fame scores, roster and data in all series games, park diagrams, seating plans, and playing areas, all-star game results, and, well, much, much more. But what a book. You get it free with the Gillette Super Speed Razor that shaves you so clean, so easy, changes blades so quick, and cleans with a rinse. Complete with Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser Travel Case and Book, $1, regular price of the razor alone. Now to take you on in the last half of the ball game today, the young man from the Washington uh, Senators, fine young broadcaster Bob Wolf. Thank you, Bob Neal. Duke Snyder steps in. We're all set to go. Johnny Cooks delivers curve in the inside corner. A called strike to the Duke, who singled a short center field last time up. Later came in to score, along with Reese, on a three-run homer by Gil Hodges. Snyder is one for two. He grounded out in the first inning. Strike one to count. Johnny Cooks, tall right-hander in the mound. The next pitch, another curve, this time too low. And the count goes to one and one. Snyder, Robinson, Hodges here in this home pit for the Brooklyn Dodgers who are leading the ball game 6-3 with eight hits to six for New York. Cooks comes in with a slow one and there goes a line drop out to left field. Ina Slaughter comes in, takes it knee high for the out. Duke Snyder lining out to Ina Slaughter in left who is a sinking liner and there's one away and Jackie Robinson who was homered into the seats of left center and has fly deep to Mantle in center, steps in for the third time. Johnny Cook's doing the pitching, 23 years old, a right-hander. Used mainly as a starting pitcher this past season by New York. Goes up with the right arm, delivers a fastball, and it's over at the knees for a called strike one to Jackie Robinson. Batting cleanup for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Score 6-3 with Brooklyn leading. And this the home fifth, the first game of the World Series. Strike one the count. Cooks ready. Here's the next pitch. A breaking pitch is wide. And the count now goes to one and one. Robinson is a fellow who's really seen plenty of service in different spots in the uh, World Series. He's played four different positions in five series. First, second, left, and third base. 37 years old. Right-handed battle waiting with a one-and-one count. A curveball of beauty breaks over for a called strike two. This Cooks can really make him bend. Cooks came out of the Army in 1955 with only Class B experience. He made the Yankees at an early spring school in St. Pete. Won eight and lost seven as a rookie, but this past season blossomed to 18 wins and only nine losses. Led club in shutouts with three. Looks in and gets the side from Yogi Berra. Count two strikes and a ball to Robinson. The pitch, a fastball, and it's chopped foul. Robbie reached across that time on the outside corner, took a half swing, and it went back behind home plate. So the count remains two strikes and a ball. There's one away here in this home fifth. Snyder led off the inning by lining out to Slaughter. Enos is playing very deep for Robinson. Cooks delivers, and he moves Jackie back slightly with an inside pitch to run the count now to two and two. Past season, Jackie hit a 275 batting average. And his series batting average going into play today, 230. 
Real clutch player for the Dodgers. The two and two pitch. Swung on as a high foul going off to the left. Yogi Berra and Kerry Chase it goes out of play. About 15 rows back behind the New York Yankee dugout, which is on the left side. So it remains two and two to Jackie Robinson. Slaughter playing very deep, just about seven or eight feet from the fence and left. And Mantle also playing a very deep center field. Robinson pulled one in the seats in left center his first time up. Two and two. Here it comes. A changeup swung on. There's a fly ball to short left. Slaughter playing deep is coming in fast. Has it for the out. Two away. Azina Slaughter gets both put outs. And listen to the crowd as Gil Hodges comes up. Gil singled into short center field in the second inning. And then he really made this crowd come to its feet with a three-run homer to left. In the third, bringing in Reese and Snyder. That homer was stroked against Whitey Ford, who pitched the first three. Johnny Cooks came on in the fourth. So Hodges steps in and looks at a called strike one. Cooks delivered that ball on the outside corner, a breaking pitch. Hodges, a big fellow, six feet three and a half, a two-hundred pounder. Broken originally as a catcher, but the arrival of Campanella forced his conversion. Fine glove man, as well as a long ball hitter. He has hit 271 homers, the most of any Dodger in history. He sends a ground ball out to Gimlet Dougal. The shortstop bobbles it. Now has it. Throws. And he's in time with the throw. Nabbing Gil Hodges to retire the side. Three up and three down in the fifth with no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. And the score after five innings. Brooklyn, six. The Yankees, three. People both in the United States and Canada are sold to the hilt on our freeway of life. Don't you think it's up to us to safeguard it and help make it work? We have the right of the ballot to shape the future we want. And that means a duty to register and vote. Remember, your ballot is the power that runs the government, builds schools and highways, supports prosperity, strengthens our country's defenses. There's a presidential election coming up Tuesday, November 6th. Before you go to work that day, before you go shopping, Stop in and vote. And between now and Election Day, help remind your friends by telling them, see you at the polls. The sixth inning, Fines McDougald, Martin Carey, coming up against Sal Magley, who is working behind a 6-3 lead. Up to this point, six runs, eight hits, and no errors for Brooklyn. And for the Yankees, three runs, six hits, and one error. McDougald, leading off, has struck out, and he's flying out to left field. Gill, six feet one, 175, very versatile infielder for New York. He can play second, short, and third. Led the American League second baseman in fielding back in 1954, but shifted to third when Billy Martin returned from service to play second. And this past year, when the shortstop job opened up, Gill moved right in there. 28 years old. He's one of only four players ever to hit a grand slammer in the World Series. Right-handed batter, he sort of cradles the bat as he uh, swings, holds it back, steps in, and the first pitch is a breaking pitch for a called strike one from Magley. McDougal followed by Martin and Carey. Yankees have scored their three runs so far on homers, a two-run homer by Mantle, and a solo homer by Martin. 
Another strike is called. Magley likes to work that outside corner on these right-handed batters, and he's keeping that ball low. An odd thing, though, despite the fact that Sal is known for that curve and the slider, and hitting the ball into the dirt, not many Yankees have done that today. There's a foul back. Campanella gives up the chase. It's back against the screen. It remains strike two. Up to this point, as a matter of fact, only two balls have been hit by the Yankees on the ground. One by Bauer in the first inning, one by Scourn in the third. Of course, Sal has contributed himself with those six strikeouts. But the Yankees otherwise have been hitting it up in the air. Two strikes to count to McDougald. And the next pitch is sent foul, trickling outside the third base line over toward Frankie Crosetti. Magley, of his six strikeouts, has struck out six different men, McDougal being one of the victims. Two strikes to count to Gil McDougal. The outfield just slightly shaded toward left. It's a beautiful afternoon, and the slight breeze continues toward right. Magley starts the windup, comes in with another curve, but he misses this time. Gill started to move slightly toward the plate, looking to see whether or not that would hit the corner, gave it up. It's two strikes and a ball. Magley, a very scientific pitcher. As a matter of fact, his long conversations with his infielders as to exactly where to play for every member of the opposition. Two strikes and a ball. And a curve, strike three is called. Magley has now struck out seven men. McDougal twice. Billy Martin has fouled out to Roy Campanella, and he swatted a home run to left. He comes up with one out in the top of the sixth, and the score, Brooklyn six and the Yankees three. Ball game being played at Ebbets Field. Here's the first pitch to Billy Martin. A strike called, a little high fastball. Martin steps out of the batter's box, a 28-year-old scrapper. Fine clutch player. He's already made many headlines himself in World Series competition. Strike one to count. Here's the next pitch, and there's a pop-up going out between first and second. Gilliam is there to take it for the out. Two away in the top of the sixth inning. Andy Carey. They looked at a call strike three in the second and the fly out to right field in the fourth inning. The steps in now with two away and the base is empty. Gary will be 25 later on this month. Here's the pitch, and there's a ground ball. Huey Reese comes in now. Robinson cuts in front of Reese, gets his foot on it, deflects the ball over to Junior Gilliam, the second baseman. As Carey goes across first base in the play. It's scored as a base hit. And it was a rather scratch hit, you might term it, of unusual fashion. A high hopper, a slow one just to the left of the pitcher. Magley went for it. Reese, coming in, would have had to really hurry the throw had he been able to scoop up the ball. And Jackie Robinson, cutting between both of them, just did manage to reach out, deflect the ball, and it went over toward the second base side. Bob Serve has just come out of the uh, dugout as Walt Alston goes out to the mound. 
Walt Austin goes out to the mound to speak to Magley with Kelly on first base. And Bob Serve coming up to bat for Cooks. So Bob Serve will come up, a Husky right-handed batter, who this past season had a 304 batting average, a 125 series record. Serve is batting for Cooks here in the sixth. Two outs, one on. And the first pitch low for a ball. Ball one, the cat to serve. Carry on first with two away. Morgan warming up in the bullpen for New York. Carry takes a slim lead. The pitch to serve is missed. On the count now is one and one. Serve, a University of Nebraska graduate. Good spot player. He hit a pinch homer off Craig in the fifth game of the 55 series. Right-handed battle waiting. Magley with the scratch, the pause. A look toward first. And the pitch missed again. Serve, one foot curveball for two strikes and a ball. Herm Levine again starts warming up for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Magley steps back off the mound. He's yielded seven hits to New York. Dodgers have eight so far. That field deep for serve. There's the stretch and the pause by Magley, and the pitch on the way is set on the ground up to the middle of the center field for a base hit. Carey moves into second base, and serve is on first. Hot ground just to the left of the mound, going out to center. Puts it on first and second. And brings up Hank Bauer, who has two for three. Back in the first inning, there were Yankee hits back-to-back. In the third inning, the Yankee hits came back-to-back. And here in the sixth, two in a row after two are out. Their other hit came in the fifth, and another hit in the fourth. Frank Bauer steps in now with men on second and first. Each side with pitchers warming up. Two on and two out. Outfield deep for the right-handed batter. Here's the pitch, and there's a pop-up foul. Campanella's coming back near the dugout. Can't get it. It's about three rows back. Out of play. Roy gave out a hard run just to the side of the Brooklyn dugout, which is just below us to our right. So Bauer stays in there with a strike one count. Bauer this past season had only a 241 batting average. But he racked up his personal highs in homers at 26, and it runs battled in with 84. Hank steps back in. There's the sign now from Campanella. Carey on second, serve on first, two away. The score, 6-3 Brooklyn. Bow waits, the pitch is swung and missed. It was a breaking pitch on the outside corner, just around the knees. And it's strike two to Hank Bauer, who now steps out. Steps back in. Campy, the catcher, holds up his hand for just a moment to Sam Ackley. Now, Benz gives the sign. Carey leading off second. Serve off first. Two strikes to count. And the next pitch is wide. Campy had a reach for it. Two strikes and a ball. 
Time is called. Campanella is going out to speak to Sal Magley. Sal Magley, who has staged the comeback of the year at the age of 39. 13 wins and 5 losses in the Dodgers' pennant campaign. Coming the second oldest pitcher to get a no-hitter. Now Campanella back behind the plate. Two strikes and a ball. Bauer waits. Outfield just slightly toward left and playing deep. Frank steps off for just a moment. Now the ex-Marine pounds the bat on the plate, looks out to the mound, and again he steps out. Back in and waiting. Two strikes and a ball. He swings, sends a pop-up going into short right field. Hodges is drifting back on the first base from Hunter for the out. of the sixth inning. There were no runs. Two hits, no runs, and two left. The score at the middle of the sixth. Brooklyn six, the Yankees three. I was speaking to Chuck Gresson just recently. He told me that one reason that Magley didn't have his full effectiveness last year was because of a bad back. Sal's just one of many players who keep going despite injuries. Like Al Rosen. I don't know if Al's here today or not, but if he is, he'll be right back at his job in a brokerage house immediately after the series. He's quite a businessman, and as one, he stresses the importance of keeping clean shave. He says, and these are Rosen's own words, in my experience, for shaves that look good and stay with you, you can forget about any other razor but a Gillette. Let's take it from there, because today, there are three Gillette Super Speed razors, light, regular, and heavy. Each is made in one piece for convenience. Instant blade changing and cleaning. One is precisely engineered for you. It has the right blade edge exposure, edge angle and weight to give you immaculate shaves. Comfortable all the way. That's guaranteed. Ask for the Gillette Super Speed Razor with Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser and Trim Travel Case. You get the whole outfit for a dollar. And as a World Series special, the official encyclopedia of baseball is included free. Morgan now takes over on the mound. First man will be coming up to face Tom Morgan, who is the third Yankee pitcher, will be Carl Farillo. And we're all set to go. Morgan, a right-hander. Farillo has a double which drove in a run, he's flied out. Slight crouch to the plate, waiting for the first pitch, is on the way and it comes in low for a ball. Morgan, 26 years old. He's 6'2", 195. Bob Neal told you, known as the Plowboy. There's the lineup, and the pitch to Perillo is swung on, it's a grounder going out to McDougal at short, takes the big hop, there's the throw to first base to Scowin in time for the out. And Perillo is at number one in the home sixth. Roy Campanella, who is one for two, he's fly to right, and he's double to right center, steps in now with one out, nobody on. Campanella, always a dangerous man. He and Stan Musial have the only players ever to win the most valuable player in the National League three times. 34 years old, Campanella at the plate, facing Morgan. And the pitch is swung on. There's a line drive to center field where Mantle waits. And Campanella is out number two. 
Sandy Ellis fly to center in the second inning, and then single to center, driving in Campanella in the fourth. Steps in with two away, nobody on. Morgan, this past season, had six wins and seven losses during 41 games. He's appeared in two series, the three prior games, and has no wins and no losses. Thomas batting eighth, playing left field at the plate, left-hander. Morgan starts the windup, delivers, and the first pitch is a fastball. Slow for ball one. Whitey Ford pitched the first three innings. Then came Cooks, and then Morgan here in the sixth. There's a strike called. Count is 1-1 to Amos. Five runs were scored off Whitey and one off Cooks. One and one the count to Amos with two away. Morgan's next pitch is sent high into the air into left center. Slaughter is moving forward, coming in fast, and the veteran has it for the out. Side retired in one, two, three fashion. Here in the home six, with no runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And the score after six innings. Brooklyn, six. The New York Yankees, three. It's piggyback, Jack. Piggyback, Jill. Get paper made. Wilkins, very good. Old paper made has a new pen. There's none to compare. With the piggyback. Refill. You've always a fair. With two points, two supply. If you're student, policeman, or clerk, you can be sure with a paper mate. You'll always finish your work. No more aggravation. You won't tear out your hair. See the demonstration of the piggyback's fair. Paper makes a dollar ninety-five. It's the most. It's the end. Why, man alive! Buy a paper mate. You'll say it's great when you like with a paper mate. It's piggyback, Jack. Piggyback, Jill. Get paper mates. Wilkins, And don't forget, the amazing piggyback refill fits all paper mate pens. Ina Slaughter leads off in the seventh inning with Brooklyn leading by a score of six to three. Each side has eight hits. So far in the ballgame, we've seen two home runs by New York. Mantle stroking a two-run homer far over the right field fence in the first inning, and Martin hitting one to left in the fourth. And for the Brooklyn Dodgers, Jackie Robinson had a solo homer, and Gil Hodges a three-run homer. So there have been a total of four. The series record for homers in one game is six. Ina Slaughter, who is two for three, steps in, and the first pitch is a called strike. Here are two real baseball youngsters out there, Magley 39 on the mound, and Slaughter 40 years at the plate. And so far in the duel between the two, Slaughter has two hits against Sal. He's up now for the fourth time. There's a pitch over for a strike call. That's strike two to Slaughter. will be followed by Mantle and Barrett. So Magley has some big siege guns to oppose here in the seventh inning. As we remark, Sal, despite all his great breaking stuff, has not had the Yankees hitting that ball into the dirt. But Sal has been uh, notching up those strikeouts today. Here comes the pitch, and it comes in long. In the first inning, there was one ground out and two strikeouts, and the second a foul out and two more strikeouts. 
On the last ball, which was hit into the ground for an out, came a Scowen forced slaughter back in the third. The pitch is wide. It was close, and you can hear that hum in the background. Dave Pinelli took a good, careful look. Counts two and two to slaughter. Comes from down there in Roxborough, North Carolina. Left-handed batter stands with feet fairly close together, waiting. Here's the two-and-two two pitch, and there goes a line drive to center field. Coming in a Snyder, he makes the catch. Slaughter hit that one right on the nose, right to Duke Snyder, who came in about 15 to 20 feet and took it just shoulder high. Mickey Mantle steps in. He sent a booming home run over the right field wall in the uh, first and looked at a called strike three in the third, and he walked in the fifth. One of two walks that Magley has given up, and the other has been to Yogi Berra. Incidentally, President Eisenhower is used to seeing Mickey Mantle hit home runs. This past season, he saw him hit two home runs on opening day in Washington, another homer the next time the president came out, and one here today. Pitch is wide for a ball. Ball one to Mantle is one away, top of the seventh. Score 6-3 Brooklyn. A changeup pitch is wide. Sal hasn't used many of those so far this afternoon. He decided to try it out on Mantle and missed the outside corner for ball two. Sal, a real crafty worker out there on the mound. Looks in now to get the sign from Campanella. Two balls to count. Here's the windup. And Magley's next pitch is a curveball missing on the outside for ball three. Magley has had two pass series with the Giants. He won 23 and lost eight for the Giants' miracle team of 1951. He delivers inside, and Mantle draws a walk. That's twice that Mantle has drawn a walk. Of course, it goes without saying that any pitcher out there, especially in World Series competition, is going to work mighty cautiously on a fellow who is the strength and power of Mantle and the ability to hit that ball deep to any field from either side of the plate. Yogi Berra has walked, popped up, and he's fly to left. Mantle takes a lead. The pitch to Yogi is over for a call strike. And now down in the uh, Brooklyn bullpen, there's action once again as Clem Levine and Don Besson both start warming up. One on and one out. The infield playing a double play depth. The score, Brooklyn six, the New York Yankees three. Yankees at the plate, bear the batter. There's a look toward first, and the pitch comes in, and there's a fly ball going out to right center. Ferrillo makes the catch, and Mantle scurries back to first base. Before Scowlin steps in, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for all America. Here in Ebbetsfield, this is Bob Wolf, along with Bob Neal. The score, 6-3 Brooklyn. The batter, Scowlin, two away, one on. And there's a line shot. Leaping high is Gilly, and he makes the catch. Listen to that crowd as Junior Gilliam went up as if he had springs in his legs for a one-handed grab of Scarlett Weiner. Tremendous. Side 
retired in the seventh with no runs, no hits, no errors, and one left. And a score in the middle of the seventh inning, Brooklyn six, the Yankees three. And the consensus of the sports writers is reported by the New York papers this morning. As the series going either way, the experts feel the ball will take six games. Well, the last time we had a six-game series, Bob? Well, I think it was back in 1953. It was the Dodgers and the Yanks. Mm-hmm. That's a edition of the official encyclopedia of baseball. This compact 320-page book contains the cream of the big five-dollar and 95 standing authority you find in every sports desk in the country. And it's free, absolutely free, with purchase of the Gillette Razor at the regular price. Andy indexed. This compact digest contains major league rosters with nicknames, birth dates, lifetime records, how they bat and throw, the Hall of Fame, scores, highlights, and rosters of all World Series games, and much, much more. How do you get it? Buy a Gillette Super Speed Razor set for just $1, the regular price. As a World Series special, the baseball encyclopedia is attached and it's free. He's off for two. Morgan's first pitch is down the middle for a called strike one. Brown had some fun during the half inning break there. Lattice Gooding and the response of the clapping along the song. Morgan's next pitch is swung on and it's missed by Magley. And it's strike two. Scores Brooklyn six and the New York Yankees three. Game which has seen some long ball hitting. Homers by Robinson and a three-run homer by Hodges. And for New York, Mantle's two-run homer and Martin's solo homer. Beautiful afternoon here at Ebbets Field. Two strikes to count to Magley. Here comes the pitch, a curveball. There's one going to short right center. Mantle is coming in, makes the catch on the run in short right center field. Sal sort of half-punched that ball. It was on the outside corner and lofted it out there in the right center, and uh, Mantle ought to make a long run for it. Junior Gilliam, Jim Gilliam, gets a nice hand for a tremendous catch on Scowlin's liner to end the uh, top of the seventh inning. Gilliam, out the plate, is 0 for 3. He's been on base once in an hour, and then later stole second. He takes wide, ball one. There's a home seventh, and the fans are being treated to some exciting baseball in this first game of the series. Morgan on the mound. Here's the pitch, and there's a foul off to the left, out of play. Morgan with six wins, seven losses this past year. Comes from California, he's 6'2", 195. And he was the busiest Yankee pitcher by appearing in 41 games. One and one. The next pitch is wide, and the count now goes to two balls and a strike. Up to this moment, we've seen some fine control by these New York Yankee pitchers, Ford, Cooks, and Morgan. Oh, it's now a two-ball strike, one count to Gilliam. No walks as yet by Yankee pitchers. Ball three, and that first one may be forthcoming. We shall wait and see what develops. Three balls, strike one. 
Outfield just playing slightly toward right. Here's the lineup. And the next pitch is ball four, and Gilliam draws the first walk that the Dodgers have had so far today. That brings up the captain, Pee Wee Race, who played deep in the right field corner. Bauer made a tremendous catch back in the first inning. As he caught the ball, he hit up against the fence there on the foul ball at the line. Race and an infield hit on the third, and looked at a called strike three in the fourth. So Pee Wee, who bats right, steps in with one on and one out. And the Dodgers in front, 6-3, and that's the home seventh. The third base carry has come in just a step or so. Shortstop, second base, halfway. A called strike on the outside corner, fired by Morgan. And it's strike one to Reese. Haley Reese, who's played 14 seasons with the Dodgers, not counting three more in the service. 37 years old. Five feet, nine and a half, weighs about 175, stepping in there, waiting. Here it comes. He swings as a line drive to short center field. It drops in there. Mantle comes in to field the ball. Gilliam's in the way to third. There's a foot of third. Cut off by the shortstop. They go over. They pull back to first to Scowlin. And now they have Reese Pratt between first and second. Martin takes the ball. Goes back to McDougal. He runs it towards Scowlin. And Scowlin makes the tag at first base. Reese is out. As Gilliam stays on third in the play, it was a very smart play by the shortstop Gil McDougald, who cut off Mantle's throw from the center field and then looked toward first base, where Reese, who had made a wide turn, was trapped between first and second. And the rundown finally with Martin, McDougald, and Scowlin all handling the ball. Scowlin finally made the tag, and Gilliam, who could be the third base on the play, is at third. Reese, of course, gets credit for a hit on the play. He was out on the rundown. And Duke Snyder comes up with two out. Gilliam on third, and the Duke will be put on first base. There's ball one. And ball two. They're going to put him on with the intentional walk, and that will bring up Jackie Robinson in the cleanup slot. Robinson is homered and is flied at deep to center and to left. It certainly was a dazzling play to follow in the run down on the bases. And there's ball four being lobbed in. Snyder changes from his protective cap to his regular lightweight cap as he jogs to first base. The Duke had had one for three before being walked. That was a single. And Jackie Robinson comes up now. Right-handed batter. Morgan will pitch across to this right-hander with Gilliam on third base, Snyder on first, and two out in the home seventh, Brooklyn leading six to three. We've seen some tremendous baseball this afternoon. The outfield goes deep for Robinson. Jackie in and waiting, batting cleanup. Stretch in the pause on the pitch is low for ball one. The attendance this afternoon, 34,479. They're really jammed in. Ball one to Robinson. Morgan steps back off the mound. And on first, 
No third with two away. The pitch. Robinson sends a ground ball to carry. He makes the throw to second base over to Billy Martin. And the fourth on Duke Snyder retires the side. So here in this home seventh, there were no runs, a hit, no errors, and two left. And the score after seven innings, Brooklyn six, the Yankees three. Carl Erskine, 14. And Magley so far has eight today. 
There's a pitch over the outside corner for Martin for a called strike. Bob Turley now starts warming up in the yard. Strike one, the count to Martin. One away in the safe inning. Brooklyn leading six to three. The pitch to Billy is inside and high. One and one to uh, number one and one out. There's four ones are up there across the scoreboard at the moment. A pattern which is bound to change with this pitch. Here's Bagby delivering and he's wide of the plate. That now goes to two balls and a strike to Billy Martin. In 1953, Billy won the Babe Ruth Award as the outstanding player of the series. He did it by breaking Ruth's record for most total bases with 23. Batted an even 500. Fine clutch player. The pitch on the way is swung on. There's a foul. Off to the left. Robinson is after it. Near the seat. Reaches. Just can't get it. It's about two rows back. Roy Campanella also ran over there. It's two and two to Billy Martin. Cappy comes back, picks up the mask. All of the scoring, the scoring in this ball game came up in the first four innings, with the Yankees getting out in front by a 2 0 score. Brooklyn tying it at 2 2 in the second. Brooklyn going ahead with three runs in the third to make it 5 2. Yankees added one run on the top of the fourth. Dodgers came back with one at 6 3. Martin again, the finals one back. And it remains 2 and 2. Both these teams started out this afternoon as if home run records might fall and the high scoring marks might also be equal to or go by the wayside. But the pitching is steadied here in the uh, runner innings. And Magley, of course, has certainly been uh, working much steadier after a very slow start. They're getting stronger as the game progresses. And the Yankees at the moment have their work cut out for them. Two and two. The pitch. Inside, and Martin has to fall down to the ground. Inside and high. The slight breeze going by down there near home plate. Three and two on a very beautiful afternoon. You may recall back in that 52 series, the seventh game, Billy, in a headline-making event, made a great catch of an infield fly with the bases loaded in the seventh inning. That saved that day for New York. Billy gets another grip on the bat. Now he steps back in, waiting with a three and two count. One away in the eighth inning. Magley's pitch is long, and it's ball four as Martin uh, draws the walk. Andy Carey is being called back from the on-deck circle, and uh, Casey Stengel is looking along the bench. Joe Collins has just gone over toward the bat rack, and he's kneeling over there at the bat rack. And we'll wait see further developments here from the uh, Yankee dugout on the uh, left-hand side. Uh, Mickey Mantle is having a few words to say to Collins, and now here comes Joe up toward the plate. Uh, Joe Collins. Stops on route for a bit of rousing, and now here's the announcement. He'll be batting for Kelly. So Collins is coming in here in the eighth. Earlier the Yankees used Wilson, and we've seen serve also go in there as pinch hitters. But Collins wears a shin guard 
on his right leg. Here comes the pitch to Collins, and he takes a call strike. There's Jerry Coleman going down to the uh, bullpen to start warming up. Collins with a call strike one. He had a 225 batting average. This past season, he's batted 152 in series play, five series. He swings and sends the ground follow-up at the right field line for strike two. You may recall how Joe created a sensation in the first game of the 55 series when he walloped two home runs off Don Newcomb. He's a fellow who seems to respond to pressure. He's been Casey's troubleshooter at first on the outfield. Nine-year Major League veteran, 33 years old, waiting for the pitch. Two strikes to count. A swing and a miss. Collins has won a strikeout. Sal is really knocked in the strikeout. And now let's see who will be coming up as a pinch hitter for the pitcher here, Morgan. We'll be leaving. He just picks up his glove. We're looking down toward the bullpen. As yet, Tommy Berry is coming in from the bullpen. And he'll be running in from the bullpen left to come up as a pinch hitter. Nine strikeouts so far and notched up by the barber, Sal Magley. Meanwhile, down in the uh, dodgeable pen, uh, Besant and Levine are still limbering. Yankees have two warming up down there. Tommy Byrne uh, selecting a bat off to the side. Here's the announcement as Byrne. Tommy Byrne going into bat for Morgan. Well, Tommy is another one of the veterans who seems to keep getting better. He's 36 years old. Six feet, one inch, 180. A left-handed batter. He made one of the great comebacks of the year last season, just like Magley is doing this year. He returned from the Myers, where he picked up great control and a lot of stuff. And he came back to post a 16-5 record for New York. One and one in the series, and he was a loser in that tremendous last game to Johnny Padres by a 2 nothing score. But right now, it's burn up there as a hitter. He's been doing a lot of pinch hitting throughout the years, and he steps in to face Magley with Billy Martin on first base and two away on the safe. Martin got on a walk, sandwiched in between two strikeouts. The pitch is over for a call strike. and Charlie warming up for New York. Strike one the count to Tommy Byrne. Here's the pitch, and it misses on the outside corner. The count now is one and one. Byrne can hit that long ball. He stands fairly close to the plate. Martin taking a slim lead off first. As a stretch in the pause, and Magley's pitch is swung on as a foul going toward the uh, dugout. Campanella's after it, 
two and two. Outfield is deep with arches at the plate. Here's a guy who can really unload him. He swings right from the bottom. He sends a high foul going off to the right, not a play, and it remains two and two. Yogi Berra rubbing up a new ball and bringing it partway out to the mound. Shirley relinquished that strikeout title to score back in 55 and this past season. And while working on control, his strikeout total dipped to 91 this year. So far, these Dodgers have been able to meet that ball today. Only two of the fans so far this afternoon. And there's a third notched up as Hodges goes down swinging. So far this afternoon, the Yankee pitchers have not Reese and Hodges and Magley on strikeouts. And Carl Ferrillo, who now steps in, has a double, which went out to left center, drove in a run in the second. He flied to right in the third, and he grabbed it out in the sixth. One out in the home eight. The Dodgers nursing a three-run lead. 6-3 they lead in the first game of the series here at Ebbetsfield. Bob Turley comes in with a fastball in the outside corner for a called strike one. It was knee-high to Carl Ferrillo. to be found by Roy Campanella. This past season, eight wins, four losses for Chile. There's the ball going out to the shortstop, McDougal. He's up in the first to first base for the out. Half of Perillo's bat knocked off that time and went flying over into the Yankee dugout. So that was the play where we might have had two out at the same time. Perillo was out and he might have taken a Yankee out with him, but all escaped injury. Casey Stangle ended up with a bat over there and made a few motions with it as to, hey, what's going on? Campanella swings and misses, and the bat flies out of his hand to the Yankee dugout. Well, this appears a new way to beat the Yankees. Never before tried. Uh, Campanella is smiling, looking over there, the Yankees. Uh, looking out a little belligerently, but also with a smile, President Eisenhower is uh, chuckling just a bit off to our right. <laughs> the Yanks will be setting up defenses pretty soon for this particular play. All, of course, are just by chance. A swing and miss by Cabanella, and it's strike two. In the series, it's all wins, one loss for Bacchelli. And the pitch makes the count now two strikes and ball one to Campanella. Two away in this home eight. Well, the crowd got a lot of amusement out of those two episodes. Bats flying over there. Now Campy looks out. Here's the pitch. A slow curve. And it's a called strike three. Campanella out of the strikeout. So in the home eight, no runs. No hits, no errors, and nobody left. And the score, after eight innings, Brooklyn six, the Yankees three. Do you, do you want, do you really want a decent shave? Do you really want a decent shave?
Harvey Stranovan now is limbering up for the Yankees. Bob Serve, who pinched earlier, is catching him down there. That's on the left field line. And the Yankees now come up in the ninth inning, trailing by a 6-3 score. It'll be Bowers, Slaughter, Mantle, and maybe others, depending on what develops. Hank Bauer, first man up, has two before so far against Sam Angley. Well, here we're at the silent for the moment. Mighty pleased that our broadcast is not only going throughout these United States and Canada, but also throughout the world by Armed Forces Radio. Certainly hope that all who are listening are enjoying our game coming from Ebbets Field in Brooklyn today. First game of the series with the score 6-3 in the ninth inning now upon us. Bauer steps in. Canelli has dusted off the plate. And Sam Langley goes to the rosin bag, scuffs the dirt a bit just by the uh, pitching rubber, rubs up the ball, hitches up the pants, and we're all set to go in the ninth. Works in to get the sign from Campanella. Here's the lineup. And the pitch is over for a cloud strike. Bauer tried to crouch a bit that time. The strike one to Bauer. Down on the bullpen, it's still Dustin and Levine warming up for the Dodgers. Here's the windup by Magley. Sound delivers, and it's strike two as Bauer attempting a front in a pitch which was on the outside corner. Missed it. Two strikes to count. Two strikes. Magley bends low to get the sign. Now comes in with a curve, and it's foul, tricking just to the right of home plate. Two strikes to count to Hank Bauer here in the ninth inning. Hank and Slaughter, who follow, each have had uh, two hits of the Yankees' eight. Here's the next pitch, and there's a ground foul outside third. That remains strike two to Bauer. Hank grips that foul, looks out toward the mound. Tom Magley has struck out nine men today. Brilliant display of pitching. The right-hander delivers, and there's another foul going off to the left and out of play. Heading up, just skims by in front of the roof into the second deck. Bauer steps out of the batter's box as a new ball goes out to the mound. Outfield is slightly around toward left, and the infield is pulled slightly around in the hall. Reese has moved over just a few feet in the shortstop post. Now the sign from Cappy. Two strikes to count. The pitch. Wide. And the crowd hums because Bauer that time followed that ball with rapt concentration all the way as it finally came in low and outside. Two strikes and a ball. Sturdivant warming up in the Yankee bullpen. Here's the next pitch from Magley. Just missing in the inside corner. Sal tried to throw one in there just about filled high. And it missed the inside corner by inches. It appeared here from our broadcast booth. Sal again back off the mound, has glove off, and he's given that ball a good roughing up. 
The score, Brooklyn 6, the New York Yankees 3. The ninth inning, the pitch. There's a ground foul at set of third, and Bauer is sticking right in there. So let's take this moment right now to pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for All America. Back to the ball game, count two and two. Here's the windup, Magley's pitch. Square Ten strikeouts for Sal Magley. Amos Water, who is two for four, comes up with one out of the ninth inning. Water steps in. Here comes the pitch. And it's a strike called the inside corner. And the crowd now is responding as these strikes come up to the plate. Magley again is working a little more slowly, again with the glove off, rubbing up the ball. Slaughter is an infield hit and a hit to left. He's popped up and lined out to center. He takes wide and the count goes to one and one. Last year, the Brooklyn Dodgers lost the first two and in an unprecedented move came back to win the series. At the moment, they lead in this first game by a score of 6-3. Magley winds up, comes in with the pitch, and there goes a line drive to short left field. It's in there for a base hit. Amos grabs it on the hop, throws in, and Slaughter has his third hit. A single to left. That brings up Mantle. And as those who have followed the fortunes of the Dodgers and the Yankees know, each of the teams is capable of coming up in any inning and staging a rally. 